Pride Weakness. Always go for the throat. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you Investor's Edge with Gary Kulpbaum. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here is your host, Gary Kulpbaum. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kulpbaum. I'm your host. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Glad you're here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It's Friday. It's uh, May 3rd. It's uh, 2019, and we are here to cover all that needs to be covered. Hope you're having a good day. We'll do the markets, the economy, jobs, unemployment numbers, Washington, D.C., and everything else. Hope you're having a good day. A couple things I want to talk about at the outset. The uh, fake jobs number came out. And I'm always asked about, well, what are you doing using the fake? What does that mean, fake? Let me put it best. I was watching CNN last night. Yes, I do. I do. And I just do it to turn it on a few times a day, and they, they're always ripping Trump and the whole works. But I just turned it on, and I noticed something. And uh, they had a poll of Trump against all the Democrats, and J- Trump was getting his butt beat by all the Democrats, except uh, I think Elizabeth Warren, he was still beaten by one. And I'm like, wow. First off, why? And, and it was so giddy. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, it's May 2nd. You have all the way to November 3rd, 2020 for the election. Well, what do they care about polls? And then I looked in the corner, in the corner of, the, of, of the screen. You ready? A survey of 429 people. They surveyed 429 people. And they're trying to tell us that this one is nine points above Trump. This one's eight. This one's six. This. And I'm saying to myself, wait a minute. A survey of 429 people. How many voters do we have in this country? A couple of hundred million? And these are the same people they keep polling. Do you know the night of Hillary Clinton against uh, Donald Trump, she was up by about six or seven points? Do you know that six or seven points is a landslide? Donald Trump had no chance of winning. Yet CNN, and by the way, it's everybody. I'm not picking on CNN. It just happened to be something I saw. So 429 people out of a couple of hundred million voters. And I'm thinking to myself, are these people insane? You know, we watch them on TV and we think they're sane because, well, how did they get on TV? But are they insane? A poll of 429 people? Anyway, why, why do I bring that up in the jobs number? Because, and I use the term fake jobs numbers because, do you know how many businesses there are out there? You know how many people are employed? You know how they get the jobs number? By polling a few. A very small percentage of the total. Yet, this is our number. Now, leave no doubt, the job market is so much stronger than it was. The trend is pretty darn good. But please do not tell me what the numbers are. And by the way, uh, I'm not making it up. 429 people was in this poll last night, and they were making like it was the gospel. Anyway, the the unemployment number came in at 3.6%, a 49-year low. That 49 years ago, the Jets beat uh, uh, Baltimore in the Super Bowl number three in Miami. And you couldn't even watch it on TV. It was tape delayed the next day. I listened to it on radio because I was a big Joe Namath fan. I was nine years old. I lived in Concord Plaza in North Miami Beach on, I believe, 169th Street in a little apartment. So that's great news. And let me tell you the best news. 
Forget all that. I don't have the exact numbers, and I'm not going to pretend I know the exact numbers because I'm not going to be like these people with the polls. But if one person, just one, because of a strong job market has gotten off welfare and food stamps and now has a job, wow, what a difference. Somebody who's not producing and taking a check from the government is now producing and writing a check to the government. Awesome. Now, there are estimates out there, estimates, not a poll, that a few million people have come off food stamps. That's fantastic. You know, I have spoken to people that used to be on welfare and now have jobs. They, they talk about their job with reverence, whether it's a big job or a janitor. So let's hope this continues. Let's hope it continues. And of course, the usual is happening. Democrat Pelosi was out here saying, yeah, but it's not helping everyone. Screw you. Screw you. It's not helping everyone. Take a hike. You didn't say that under Obama, you political hack. And the same goes for the Republican political hacks. Anyway, I saw that Pelosi. And, yeah, and you know, I like Joe Biden, but he's in there. And that's his job as a presidential candidate. Minimize everything good. Maximize everything bad. And leave no doubt, with Trump, you have uh, big extremes, if you know what I mean. Uh, so that was the jobs number. And i got to mention one other thing. I, you know what? And, I, and forgive me if, if I mentioned it yesterday. Even if I did, I wanted to mention it again just in case somebody didn't hear me. Uh, Stephen Moore. Uh, whether Trump got rid of him or he just stepped down. Uh, Stephen Moore will not be on the Federal Reserve. And we could get into whether he'd be good or not, whether he'd be bad, whether he shouldn't be there because, you know, it was a Trump pick and they're very close and you really, sh- should, really shouldn't pick the Fed people that way. Do you know journalists were calling up women that he knew 25 years ago to ask the women if, if Stephen Moore was ever inappropriate with them? Do you know? I want you to think about this. You know, when we're born, you know, we have a blank slate. You know that, right? And we are a product of all our decisions. We really are. We're, we, we are we, what, the outcome is going to be from our decisions. But we are a product of our parentage, our living conditions, who we're around, what is our hot button, what are our interests. That's what we're really a product of. And I don't need to go into a big psychological thing. But what is in the brains of journalists that will call up somebody from somebody's past from 25 years ago and ask the question whether the person was ever inappropriate with them? What in their background, in their years of life, were they taught to be scumbags that have only one interest, and that is to dig dirt up on somebody that they've never met, don't even know, but don't like their politics? Think about that. These journalists called up people from 25 years ago to try and dig dirt on somebody. And of course, it happens everybody, both sides. Go look up Lee Atwater, A-T-W-A-T-E-R, let him rest in peace. He died many years ago, Republican side. But just put that in a nutshell, how sick in the mind some people are and why so many good people refuse to run for office. Up next on The Edge... I'll finish that up. Then full market wrap. Lots to talk about. Thanks for being here. I'm Gary. This is the one only Investor's Edge. 
It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Caldbaum. It doesn't get better than this. <laughs> So I just want to repeat, I want you to think about it. These journalists and whoever runs their show got up one day and say, okay, here's what we have to do. We have to screw this guy's life over. We want to screw him and screw him bad, even though he's never done anything to us. And for all intents and purposes, has led a good life. Let's just do whatever we possibly can to screw him over. It's just like here in Orlando. We have this mayor, Buddy Dyer. And he ran a campaign many, many years ago against some man. I don't remember what he, who he was. And out of nowhere, the man was being accused of using the N-word all the time. Not all the time, but a few times. And rumor had it, it came out of Buddy Dyer's administration. I think he was the mayor at the time he was running for re-election. And they had a debate on TV. They had a debate. And they were sitting next to each other, and the gentleman said something to Buddy Dyer to the effect of, you know, that's one of the worst things you can say, if not the worst word you can say. And I've never said it, and you know it, and I would like you here right now, because you've known me for every year, many years, Mr. Dyer, to tell them it's something I would not say. And I also want you to look in the camera and state that it did not come out of your campaign. And you should have seen Buddy Dyer's face. So for me, my opinion, there was no doubt they put that out there. For what? So I can be the mayor of a city and try to destroy a man by just making crap up out of nowhere. It's amazing. And I told you, and I, I didn't make it up. When I was thinking of running, I met with some people who were in the industry, and they asked me simple questions. Have you ever seen a prostitute? No. Now you have. I'm like, what do you mean now you have? Well, they're going to say you did. You ever used the N-word? Nope. Well, now you have. What do you mean I have? Well, we're going to say you did. And they went through another three, four, five questions like that. And I was like, okay, have a nice day. Enjoy yourselves. They scared me uh, out of my wits. And they explained to me what would happen. They call it opposition research. And if they don't get anything good, they'll make it up. You do know the New York Times, it was within two weeks of the Obama-McCain election, put out a huge article on maybe John McCain had an affair with a woman. There was no evidence. There was no nothing. It was like a maybe article. And it was front page crap that the New York Times did. And that's why when John McCain passed away, when all of a sudden everybody's sweethearts to him, I, if I, I know with John McCain's family, did they kiss everybody's butt? I would have told the New York Times to go screw themselves. Up yours, you're not covering this funeral. Get out. But this is what they do. And I don't, I, I, I've met Steve Moore three times at Fox. Nice guy. But I don't know him personally. I couldn't tell you left or right. What I can tell you is journalists called people from his back. And he, by the way, he's not running for president. He's just for the central bank. But they did it because you know who they hate. Donald Trump can nominate Mother Teresa. And they look into her background. I think the only person Donald Trump can nominate and they won't go after is Oprah. Because she's God. It's just amazing to watch. And you know what? It's disheartening. It really is. 
And there are all different types of evil. And there's all different levels of evil. For me, it is evil for any journalist to do what these people did with Stephen Moore. Evil. And Stephen Moore wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. Go read it. It's evil. Anyway, I'm glad I didn't run. Even though I got to tell you, I really want to run. I really, 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 really want to run. The problem is I can't stand the Republican Party. I really can't stand the Socialist Party. There's no party for me. There is no party for me. They both suck. But the Socialist Party is just... I, I don't even know what to say. In the Socialist Party, the guy who's polling, now number two since Biden came in, said the Boston bomber, the terrorist, should be able to vote from jail. As I said to you, if I'm the father of that little kid that died in that, at the Boston Marathon, I know Bernie Sanders old, so I wouldn't do it now, so let's say a 35-year-old Bernie Sanders, I'd kick him in the grapefruits. You know what kind of pain that is, man, right? You, you've had that before, right? I'd kick him in the grapefruit with a steel toe boot. I'd make him feel it for a few hours. Anyway, yeah, let's let the Boston bomber vote. Maybe you want to let him out on recognizance and... All right, market wrap brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim back one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man. You're either in or out of the market. With his proprietary indicators, go check it out. Investment-models.com. Well, the market gapped up on the news, but there was one other bit of news. Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett's vehicle. And this has nothing to do with Warren Buffett. One of his uh, portfolio managers bought Amazon. It was announced that Amazon was up 61 bucks today. On that, a portfolio manager bought Amazon. Not Warren Buffett. It wasn't Warren Buffett's decision. Didn't even know about it. Amazon went up 61 bucks today. Uh, and I must tell you, that's a lot of market cap. So the NASDAQ was up 127. That didn't hurt. NASDAQ 100, 121. S&P up 28. Dow up 197. Uh, real strong was the Russell 2000. Now, the Russell 2000 is easily uh, much weaker than everything else. Easily. But broke above some range today. Go take a look. Uh, the 1600 level. That's good news. Up next, more in-depth on the market. I'm done with the Steve Moore thing. I'm Gary. This is the one only investment day. You're listening to... America is talking. Investor's Edge. He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on its feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Coltbaum. I'm highly recommended. You're going to feel better if you talk to him. And what once again to Investor's Edge... Uh, if you do not get this show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You can listen live or archive. We're live 6.06 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also at GaryK.com, you can follow me on Twitter. Just press the button. Go to Twitter at GaryCallBomb. You can email me. Just be nice. Read our commentary articles we post. If you want to hear what we're doing, we'd like to hear what you're doing. Press the money management button. Press the subscribe button to get our notes direct to you. Email service is right there. ConvictionLeaders.com. Press the button. Get one month free. Check it out. We're quite benevolent. The most important times of the year for us in the market... Our earnings season. Yes, we do know that central bank positions uh, do drive the markets, but when all is said and done, it will be earnings. Stronger the growth, the better. The longer the growth, the better. And we watch all the reaction to earnings. All the reactions. Because if we always told you, it's not the news, it's how markets react to the news. In bad markets, are you listening? In bad markets, good news will be sold off. In good markets, you listening? 
in good markets, bad news will go up. In bad markets, good news will go down. So always looking for what kind of reactions we're getting. And there have been a bunch of blow-ups. A bunch. Google, one. Got a few others. But I'm letting you know. Twitter, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines. Hilton, Facebook, Apple, SAP, ServiceNow. Just a few of the name. Strong reaction to earnings. Great patterns. And setting up very well for me. What do I mean by that? They report earnings. They gap to the upside. Close at 80, open at 88. Rally up to 92, pull back to 89. Rally up to 91, pull back to 89. Rally up to 92, pull back to 89. And do that little dance above the gap for a couple of weeks. And every time it hits 89, it holds. And every time it hits 91, 92, it stops. And puts in what we call a flag. You know, if you look at price, it's going up. The gap. And it just makes a right turn. And instead of pulling back, it just makes a right turn. And then it breaks out from that flag. Guess if that's bullish or bearish. There's a bunch of it. There's an absolute bunch of it right now. I got a good, let's call it 15 to 20 names. But you're going to need the market too. If the market decides the top on Monday, things will change. They'll get everything. Now that segues me into Tuesday's and Wednesday's show. When I said to you, I thought we were going to get some corrective work. Felt that the market was deteriorating to a certain extent. But we also told you the last two times we thought that was going on, correction lasted five days. And we told you we have no, long, no idea how long this one lasts or how far it goes. Yesterday, at the close, we told you specifically, we think the correction is going to be nominal. Why? Yesterday, market was getting hosed, rallied into the close. Semiconductors were up. Financials acting decently. That's not a market that's going to crap out and really correct hard. So we told you yesterday, we think that may be about it. Not knowing what today would do, but we're just letting you know, yeah, may have been it. That doesn't mean we're off to the races again. And if you look at the major indices, kind of ranging right now. But man, if they were only going to continue to correct this market for five days, five trading days or less, it's probably some good news. We're open to anything, and we'll be watching. Something else that happened today, and amazing to me, and I hope I explain it well so you understand. So we get what's considered to be a strong GDP number, recently a 3.2. And then we get an unemployment rate today of 3.6. Bond yields dropped. What? It's supposed to be a stronger economy leads to higher bond yields. Nope. Ten-year, dropped to 2.531, 30-year down to 2.926. That's unbelievable. If I was Rip Van Winkle and I fell asleep, well, let's say five years ago, not, we don't have to go back 20, and you told me that we were at 3.6% unemployment, 
and GDP in the threes. And then ask me, what do I think the 10-year bond yield would be, regardless of central banks? I would have told you six. Oh, uh, and you told me we're $22 trillion of debt. I would have told you 6%. And I would have insisted that it was 6%. We're 2.531%. And you had Pence today. That's Mike Pence, the vice president. Yeah, we should lower rates. Trump yesterday. Yeah, we should lower rates. Boy, they nauseate me. I cannot begin to tell you how huge it is to have 10-year 2.531. There's your mortgage. Mortgage rates are tied to the 10-year. And I don't know if you've ever seen an amortization schedule of, let's say, a 4% mortgage versus a 5% mortgage and see what the difference is in payments over the life. You wouldn't believe. It's a huge difference. Even though, by the way, we think the 30-year mortgage is a scam and you should always get a 15. And since I'm on that, just so you understand, whenever you go for a mortgage, ask them for a 15-year amortization schedule and a 30-year and put them side by side and see how much better the 15-year is for a little extra payment every month. All right, that's an aside. Anyway, so, it's damn good news, kids, that even with 3.6% unemployment. Now, let me mention another thing. Yeah, I got this in the mail. And I think it went out to a lot of people. The market's looking like 1987. No, really. They're putting that out. Remember, there's always a crash coming, there's always a recession coming, there's always a depression coming, there's always the end of the world coming. Those people are selling books. The one I got today, it's just like 87. Oh, really? We just want to let you know, if by chance the broken clock hits for these people, we've studied 1987. Average stock topped out two, three months beforehand. I wasn't a technician back then, but we went back and studied it. We would have nailed the market and been out. So if we're going to have a crash this year, the market will deteriorate first, and then we'll crash. We believe we'll be on. Stay tuned. Up next on The Edge. Uh, this, that, and the other thing, whatever else. This is the one I'm investing in. You're listening to... What are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? One, two, ready, now. go. Action! Investor's Edge. With Gary Kopp. <laughs> Once again, to Investor's Edge. Uh, thanks for being with us today. Hope you're having a good day. Uh, Facebook plan- uh, This is a headline just in the news. We'll do a little in the news. Facebook plans for crypto payments. Facebook is recruiting dozens of financial firms and online merchants to help launch a cryptocurrency-based payment system on the back of its gigantic social network. The effort, should it succeed, threatens the up and blah, 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 blah. So everybody's talking about crypto again and Bitcoin, all that, right, whatever. Okay, that's fine. Uh, that GBTC that follows the Bitcoin, uh, bottom, it's up a, a, about 100% from the lows. Just letting you know. Uh, but it's down mm, 80-some-odd percent from the high still. And, of course, all those other coins are down 95 to 100%. But I still get people calling me, oh, I got this uh, thing. By the way, the most phone calls I get now by far is weed. I get more weed calls now than anything because that's what these scumbags do. They're crooks. Whatever's hot, they call you on. 
they call you on. And the, the line is, yes, we have a private equity CBD oil deal. We expect it to be a $100 billion business. Oh, I'll just ask you a simple question. So what do you do? Well, what do you mean what do we do? What do you do? Well, we are uh, de- develop- developing, so you have nothing. But you actually have the, the grapefruits to call me and ask for my money and you have nothing? Well, it's not that we have nothing. I get a bunch of FUs from people after I, after I question them. Let's put it that way. Uh, it's pretty simple, ladies and gentlemen. Whatever is hot, the scum is going to call you. That's all. They would call me on nothing but Bitcoin for a good six to nine months. Then they turned into weed. And you know what's happened to the weed stocks, right? There are a few that are still strong with ridiculous valuations, but that first one, Tilray, went to 300 bucks. It's now 50 and it ain't, it ain't worth 5 So just watch yourself. Just remember, your buddy that deals the stuff down the road, he ain't charging you taxes. He's probably got better stuff. Though I must tell you, when I was in Aspen a year or two back, we had just gone to a, we went to this concert at a bar. By the way, it was Sticks. Sticks did a concert at this bar in Aspen. I forgot the name of the bar. We walked out. We were just walking around. It was cold. And snow was on the ground and stuff like that. And everybody started leaving. They went to a couple other bars and restaurants. And then it was really quiet. And we were walking the streets of Aspen. And all the stores were basically empty. Except around the one corner, there was a line of people. They were selling marijuana. And I must tell you, it was like the Ritz-Carlton of marijuana shops. They were in beautiful glass cases, clipped so well. There was a guy in a lab coat cutting it up. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. And people just lined up, old, young, in the middle. And they were smoking away. Man, this is the best stuff I've ever had. Anyway, I'm just letting you know. They're, over, they're overselling it to you. Sure, it'll be a good business. But you know what happens when there's a ton of those people selling competition will force prices down you get my point and a lot of these valuations on a lot of these names are just an absolute joke just like some of these the beyond meat that came out yesterday with a 3.8 billion dollar market cap with 80 80 million in sales i'm sorry i'm sorry that ain't gonna last and i'm pretty sure some big companies are not gonna stand there and say ah let just uh, them sell the plant-based meat no they're gonna get into it also and, and we're not calling it a bad company. We're saying the valuation's a joke. So just watch yourself. Watch the scammers. It's not hard to figure these people out. They have one goal in mind. Rip you off. And they don't care if it's your last freaking dollar. They will leave you destitute and they will laugh at your you-know-what. You feeling me? So Facebook's doing some crypto. Tesla does a $2.3 billion bond and stock sale, and they raised it up. Tesla was up 10 bucks because, you ready for this? They were desperate to raise money because they needed the cash. Even though Elon Musk said, we didn't need to raise it. God, the man is so full of crap. No, we didn't need to raise the money, but we still did it anyhow. Don't wee-wee down our backs and tell us it's raining, buddy. And that's the news. And the bar thing and all that stuff, whatever. I must tell you, I'm so tired of this Mueller bar. All I know is this week another $21 billion was added to our debt. Uh, this week another uh, $10 billion of our tax dollars went towards interest payments. So the game of three-card money continues. And we are just the puppets. 
have a great weekend on that note and drive carefully. I'm going to see the Avengers this weekend. And when you get home, do like we do. Simple procedure. Do make sure you hug your children. Night, night, night. This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash S-T-O-O-L-A-N-D-E-R.